Good music is what we want to hear. What do you mean, good music? It's what we dance to, what our children will dance to. And if you don't want to play it, then take your records and go home. Did you have a band? Good or bad? It's a great band. It's a bad band. It's like pizza, baby. It's good no matter what. There's music in the air. As we say goodbye to 2016, we'd like to take a look back at the year the best way we know how, through the music. I'm Greg Cott. And I'm Jim DeRogatis. It's our annual mixtape show with the songs that tell the story of 2016. And we'll remember some of the many musicians we lost this year. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and later in the show, we are going to give you our mixtape for 2016, the songs that tell the story of this year. But first, Greg, part of the story of this year is the incredible amount of loss in the music world. I don't think in my years as a musical journalist I've ever seen uh, so many people die who meant so much to so many. Um, you know, part of this, I think, is a factor of demographics. The baby boom did not invent rock and roll, but they made it a worldwide force. And we're talking about the largest generation in American history. So many people grew up with musicians like Prince and David Bowie and Leonard Cohen forming and shaping their lives. And, you know, the weird thing about music, I think more so than any other art form, you fall in love with a Bowie or Prince song in 1983. And for you, whenever you hear it, you're you're taken back to 1983. It transports you, right? But of course, the people who created that art uh, are getting older and getting sicker and their bodies are failing. And so are we. I think the reason musical loss hits us so hard is it's a bucket of ice water in the face reminding us of our own mortality. To be sure, you know, when I was a kid, I worshipped John Glenn. I was such an astronaut freak, okay? And that loss hit me, but not the way that that Leonard Cohen did or David Bowie or Prince. We blew out a large part of, of entire shows to pay homage to those musicians, but there have been so many others. Some of them we covered. Sharon Jones, Alan Vega of Suicide, Merle Haggard, Prince B of PM Dawn, the wonderful risque blues singer Candy Kane, Fife Dog of A Tribe Called Quest, and also some of the people behind the scenes who were sidemen, musicians who contributed. Scotty Moore, you know, rock and roll guitar doesn't sound the way it does without his contributions to Elvis and others. Leon Russell, Dave Swarbrick of Fairport Convention, and Bernie Worrell, my God, of Parliament Funkadelic. Every one of these caused us so much pain, and I'm still only scratching the surface. You know, you're right, Jim, and speaking of sidemen, uh, another one who sort of slipped through the cracks in terms of recognition, I thought, uh, this year of death in in, in the musical world, uh, Wayne Jackson, uh, who died in June at age 74. I had the privilege of meeting Wayne. He's sort of an ambassador for Stax Records. He started there, played on all those great hits in the 60s and 70s, moved on to play with people like U2 and, uh, and Peter Gabriel. Great horn section with the Marquis and the Memphis horns. Here he is greeting me at the door of, of Stax Records <laughs> to give me a, a private tour when I went there to do a, a, a little treatment of my book uh, on Mavis Staples. Another artist with whom uh, Wayne Jackson played with. Yeah, you, you yeah. Could, it was almost like you, you could say, name that artist, name that tune with horns on it, and Wayne probably played on it. It was that kind of a thing. 
from Wilson Pickett to Sam and Dave to Otis Redding, I mean, it's an incredible array of artists that he uh, def- helped define. He helped define the sound of Memphis soul in the 60s and 70s. It all started with a group called the Marquise, instrumental group. Uh, Wayne uh, was in that group. Uh, later on, Andrew Love, who became his partner in the uh, in the Memphis Horns, were key parts of it. Again, the horns, you can't, you can't yeah. escape them. The, the riffs, the counterpoint melodies that this guy came up with, genius stuff from Wayne Jackson. Here's where it all started with the first single, Last Night, from the Marquise in 1961 on Sound of That is the Marquise with Last Night from 1961 with the great Wayne Jackson, uh, one of the horn players on that track. He died in June at age 74. Greg, we lost two members of Emerson Lake and Palmer in 2016. Most recent was Greg Lake. He died of cancer at age 69. And earlier in the year, in March, Keith Emerson shot himself at home in California. He was 71. Emerson, Lake & Palmer, one of the cornerstone bands of the progressive rock movement. It's a label they never liked. Uh, Greg Lake complained about that label. It sounded elitist and smartass. The problem is Emerson, Lake & Palmer was a little elitist. I say this as a devoted fan of progressive rock. A lot of the canon was pointlessly bombastic and virtuosic. Virtuosity not being a bad thing, but when it's the only thing about a song that's interesting, well... It ain't that interesting, okay? ELP, however, did have some incredible moments. I think their cover of Mussorgsky's pictures at an exhibition, right, was just brilliant. And when there was a strong tune, often written by Greg Lake, they were a great band. Both of them had accomplishments before coming together uh, as one of Rock's great supergroups, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Greg Lake famously kind of runs away with the very first, by everybody's uh, acclamation, progressive rock album, In the Court of the Crimson King. Now, King Crimson was formed by Robert Fripp, But Lake, being not only the bass player, but especially the vocalist, he was really in the spotlight of that album. And that is one of the perfect rock albums of all time. It defines the genre, and it's brilliant beginning to end. The purple piper plays his tune, the choir softly sing. Three lullabies in an ancient tongue for the court of the crimson (laughs) 
Keith Emerson had been in a band called The Nice, where he played a Hammond organ. Played should be in quotation marks. He sometimes tossed it over. He hmm. sometimes turned it on one edge and spun it. And these things, you 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 know Hammond organ, they weigh like 300 pounds. <laughs> he would attack it with knives. He was a showman. Later, he became a master of the Moog synthesizer. One of the first Moogs, once it got kind of out of the laboratory, uh, was taken out on tour by Keith Emerson. And we're talking about three giant refrigerator size pieces of equipment, right? Back in the day, this was a serious piece of machinery. And I think he's one of the people who really defined it as an essential rock instrument. To pay homage to Greg Lake and Keith Emerson, I think there's one song that stands out that shows both of them at their very best, Lucky Man. You know, you hear uh, the perpetually boyish. Even at age 69, yeah. Greg Lake had those kind of chipmunk cheeks. He looked like a Boy Scout. He's singing this tale of medieval valiant uh, knights and stuff, right? Anti-war song with knights and stuff in the Middle Ages. It's progressive rock. And then Emerson comes in with... The Moog sounding like a rampaging elephant. <laughs> the battle starts with him on the Moog. Uh, it's unclear to me to this day who won. Here it is, Lucky Man by ELP on Sound Opinions. A bullet had found him. His blood ran as he cried. No money could save him. So he lay down. ELP, lucky man. Uh, we lost both Greg Lake and Keith Emerson. Another musician who left us this year, Jim, Prince Buster, mm. uh, dead at the age of 78. Prince Buster, uh, would there be reggae music without Prince Buster? I don't no, think so. No, or ska. Certainly important part of it. He, yes, he transitioned Jamaican music from the ska era to the rocksteady era to the reggae era in the course of the 60s uh, with one indelible track after another. Prince Buster, a.k.a. Cecil Campbell, was uh, there at the ground floor. He is credited with producing what many consider the first reggae song, O Carolina, by the Folks Brothers in 1961. And after that, just a string of hits. Madness, which gave us the UK second wave mm. ska band Madness in 63. Wash Wash, One Step Beyond, Al Capone, classic rock steady track and Take It Easy. But the one I want to play is one that points to 
the more playful side of Prince Buster. And he came up with this character, Judge Dredd, and this this amazing track where, you know, rude boys were everything in, in Jamaica in, in the late 60s. And Judge Dredd is this character that he creates that basically throws the book at all the rude boys. So he's, yeah. he's giving them some justice. A controversial track, but beloved as well, much parodied. There's a comedic element here, and you just could not get Judge Dredd out of your head. And I think it really says a lot about what kind of a producer Prince Buster had and what kind of a role he had in basically putting his imprint on all of reggae music in the 60s. Here's Judge Dredd from 1967 from Prince Buster on Sound Opinions. My court is in session. Will you please stand? First, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Judge Hundred Years. Some people call me Judge Dredd. Now, I am from Ethiopia. Try hard, you rude boys, for shooting black people. In my court, on the guitar, cause I'm Bex, and I am the root boy today. Who got this? Yes, sir. Root boy Adolphus Jakes. Yes, sir. Root boy Emmanuel Zachariah Zaki Palm. Yes, sir. George Robin Flee, President. Hmm. Adolphus James. Yes, sir. I see where you have been charged. Ten children in tent. Five murder charge, six grab and flee charge. What you are not guilty? Wash up. Guilty or not guilty? Not guilty, sir. I don't care what they say. Take 400 years. Stand down. Emmanuel Zachariah Zakipam. Yes, sir. You've been charged. 15 charge of shooting intent. 15 murder charge. And I heard that you was the one. Down there in Sutton Street, who tell the judge, rude boys don't care. Well, this is King Street, and my name is Judge Dredd, and I don't care. Now take 400 years. Prince Buster with Judge Dredd from 1967. Prince Buster dead at the age of 78. Greg, the last artist uh, I wanted to talk about a little bit more that we didn't get to, Richard Lyons, a founding member of the Culture Jammers Collective, Negative Land, died in April uh, on his birthday, the day he turned 57. Two other members of that incredible West Coast Collective, Ian Allen and Don Joyce, died in 2015. Negative Land, I think, is probably not as well known as some of the other groups we've been talking about, but they are essential as one of the missing links from the analog age, the postmodern pastiche of sampling of mashups into the current modern era. These guys got there first. They considered themselves, according to one of the members, a giant conceptual art project about intellectual property and the privatization of culture. What does that mean? It means they stole audio from everywhere and put it together in often very 
fascinating ways. They most famously got in big trouble in 1991 when they released a track of Casey Kasem, the voice of Shaggy on Scooby-Doo, better known as the king of Top 40 Radio, kind of losing it in the studio about the pretentiousness of U2's I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. And, and he's going off and he doesn't realize he's on mic and the song's in the background. And this is classic negative land. And they got sued by U2, who had no sense of humor whatsoever about this. The track is amazing. There is a lot of negative land out there for you to go and investigate if this sort of cut-and-paste tomfoolery appeals to you. It doesn't get any better. Uh, we lost, again, Richard Lyons in April at the age of 57. Now, we're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. That's the letter you and the number one two. The four man band features Adam Clayton on bass, Larry Moore, Dave Evans, nickname Pete and Jumai. And this is bull. Nobody cares. These guys are playing the music. Give me a lot of wasted things that don't mean That was Negative Land with I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, the special edit radio mix, <laughs> a very sought-after record because once uh, U2 sued the collective, it became very hard to find. We lost Richard Lyons this year and two other founding members of Negative Land in 2015. Now we want to hear from you, the listeners. What musicians did we lose in 2016 that most affected you? Call our hotline at 888-859-1800. When we come back, a tribute to 2016 in the form of a mixtape. That's In a Minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. People are always sitting this morning with this on their mind. Said ain't no living man can go around the world three times, but John Glenn done it. Yes, he did it. He did it, I'm talking about it. Only did it for fun. Half a million dollars made him feel so well. He got to eat his lunch and he couldn't hardly tell. He said, I feel all right. John Glenn said it. Everybody was laughing and they didn't agree it. It was a minute prayer went up, praying that he would land. I looked at a schoolhouse full of men that didn't know what to say, but they said, let him come back up.
Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott. And uh, Greg, as the last show of the year, every year uh, that we've been on public radio, we have done what we call the mixtape show. Where does this come from? It comes from you, my friend. You are the unparalleled king of the mixtape. Since you were in college, let me recap the story if people have not heard this before. Every year you have spent, you spend hours and hours and hours on this. Uh, it used to be with a couple of cassette decks and a mixing yeah, uh, board and you'd have the headphones on. And 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 you would put together uh, a mixtape that told the story of the year. For me, my approach to mixtape like my approach to life. I've always just been more like, this is what I'm excited about right now. And then next week, I've grown tired of it, okay? You're the better DJ. I'll cede that to you. You are the master of this form. And in <laughs> fact, the story that your mixtape tells, I think, I, I could not do better. I had a lot of songs uh, that were similar in contention. So I am going to, uh, you know, cede this to you. Since there are songs here that I uh, chose as well, I'll, I'll certainly have things to say about them. But I, I'm eager to hear your narrative. Let's start with the title. You always title your mixes. Well, how many times is what I would I title? How many it? times after the first song on the mixtape, uh, cleverly enough, uh, by an artist named Aaron Allen Kane. And by the way, thank you, Jim, for those nice words. Well, I, I'm never going to say anything nice about you again, but that's uh, you well, know. we'll take it for now. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 one of those things where uh, I'll, I'll be thinking about two or three songs that sort of define something for me about what happened in 2016, because I think pop music is is an amazing reflection of where we are as people, and and nothing does that more um, immediately than popular music, whatever you want to call it, rock, hip hop, soul, R and B. That music speaks to the moment that we're living in uh, more eloquently, accurately, and instantly than any other art form. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll see movies about 2016 in two years. You're getting pop songs about it now. Uh, for me, there was three songs in particular that sort of keyed this track. Aaron Allen Kane's How Many Times is the title of the mixtape. That song spoke to me uh, in a way that in, suggested to me that the fight that occurred in the 60s for the civil rights movement is, is very much still going on today with the Black yeah. Lives Matter movement, of course. But how little has actually changed, this cycle of, of change. We, we just keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again, and progress seems sometimes to be never occurring because humanity never learns from its past. And Erin Allen Kane's a young artist from Chicago, right? She is. And so she's, 700 deaths from, from shooting violence on the streets. So, And this song addresses, you know, it, it, it morphs from how many times to how many lives do we have to give up in the song. And she's singing with this pleading tone in her voice that evokes gospel music. And you're, this is another big theme in a lot of the music this year is its connection to the gospel music that informed the 60s civil rights movement. Now we have Mavis Staples entering into the fray yet again, an artist who was uh, essential to the civil rights movement of the 60s, basically helping provide the f soundtrack for it with the Staples singers, her family. Marching with Martin Luther King. Yeah, at, his, at his side. And uh, a song like History Now, written for Mavis by Nico Case, mm. uh, addressing this whole idea of born into a fight, an inherited war, born to children left over from wars before wars and the wars before. Here we have this continuing fight that never seems to end. So the, the theme for the, for the uh, tape starts off at the top with Aaron Ellen Kane, followed by Mavis Staples' History Now, 
and you get this sense of this gospel music that is seeping through uh, the music of today. How many times do I have to tell you? How many times do I have to tell you we go on and on and on fight? Oh, how many times go on and on and on fight? Oh, how many times? How many lives do we have to give? How many lives do we have to give up? Much on and on and on, much. Oh, how many lives? Much on and on and on, much. Those girls and boys who died 
and you're listening to the Sound Opinions 2016 Mixtape. I've been low, I've been high, I've been sold all my lies. I've got nothing left to play, I've got nothing left to say. I'm a black man in a white world, I'm a black man in a white world. I'm a black man in a white girl. I'm a black man in a white. I'm in love, but I'm still sad. I found peace, but I'm not glad. All my nights and all my days, I've been trying wrong. I'm a black man in a white world. 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 I feel like I've been here before. I feel that knocking on my door. I feel like I've been here before. I feel that knocking on my door. And I've lost it. I'm a black man in a white world. I'm a black man. 
That was part of Greg Cott's 2016 mixtape, The Story of the Year in Songs. Greg is a master of the form. We started out with Aaron Allen Kane, How Many Times, uh, moved on to Mavis Staples. Mr. Cott wrote an excellent biography of her history now. Greg, who were the last two artists? What were the last two songs? Uh, we heard Michael Kiwanuka with Black Man in a White World. You can hear those hand claps in there, uh, the, the sense of dislocation, uh, very much hearkening back to older styles of, of black music in, in, in that track and, and bringing it up to date. And then Sir the Baptist with mm. Raise Hell. Uh, again, an artist making music that is about as churchy-sounding as it can be in, in 2016 and yet still speak to, to the hip-hop uh, era. We're going to have more of the songs that tell the story of 2016. Uh, You can see Greg Cott's playlist of this incredible mixtape at soundopinions.org. We also want to know what songs to find the year for you. Call 888-859-1800. After a short break, more of the 2016 Sound Opinions mixtape from WBEZ Chicago and PRX.
Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. The mixtape maker par excellence is Greg Cott. Uh, I have seeded uh, a mixtape of my own this year to you, Greg, because yours is so powerful, telling the story of the year. Uh, you started us off with a series of songs that uh, that, that encapsulated the uh, tensions on the street, the Black Lives Matter movement. I couldn't help but think how uh, a veteran artist like Mavis Staples feels, having marched with Dr. King throughout the South to see Black Lives Matter protesters marching throughout major American cities today. Where does your mixtape kind of go next? Well, you know, we're going to go to the end, Jim, and here's where, you know, the light is at the end of the proverbial tunnel, right? You want to come out with some sense of optimism, but I still don't feel this overwhelming sense like things are going to get good all of a sudden. You know, I don't think there's anything that's indicating that things are going to change all that rapidly. There were a lot of artists lot talk, of talking about love this yes. year. A lot of artists saying love is the answer. We have all these questions. We have all these problems. Love is the answer. Um, and, and I think it was more wishful thinking than than optimism. So so here we have this moment uh, where we've sort of bottomed out uh, at the end. Uh, this artist, Helen Money, she records under the name Helen Money. Alison Chesley is her name. She is a cellist, uh, but makes amazing avant-garde music that uh, some of the metal fans really love mm. what Helen Money is doing. Some of the avant-garde music aficionados love the music. And, and there's also pop melodies in there as well. Become Zero is, is a striking uh, track, instrumental, but it speaks to the mood in, in, a, in, a, in its darkness. Uh, followed up by a couple of songs, Wild Bell with I'm Giving Up On You and War Paint, new song, sort of this idea of a fresh beginning. And concluding with what I think... Uh, is a song that was written by one Lou Reed in the mm-hmm. 60s. Uh, it had nothing to do with the civil rights movement at the time, or maybe it did. No one Lou, it probably did. Uh, it's still speaking very much to what's going on in the world today. Brian Eno singing a beautiful version of the Velvet Underground's I'm Set Free. I've been set free to find a new illusion. Yeah. Because we're living in this illusionary state where we think things are getting better and we're going to break out of this cycle but we never seem to. So it's kind of an ambiguous ending. I'm sorry I couldn't be more optimistic at the end, but that's the way this year kind of ended for me. Well, there's ambiguity in the Velvets' original I'm Set Free, and, and Brian Eno, being a huge Velvets fan, did did a, a fantastic cover. It's one of my favorite Eno tracks ever. You know, I, I think, Greg, um, I'm Set Free to Find a New Illusion. Uh, it, it can be taken a number of ways, and we're going to see what 2017 brings. But, uh, but, but let's hear those songs from your 2016 mixtape.
I'm Greg Cott, and you're listening to a mixtape of the songs that tell the story of 2016 on Sound Opinions.
That is the end of my 2016 mixtape. You first heard Helen Money with Become Zero, Wild Bell with I'm Giving Up On You, War Paint with New Song, and Brian Eno with his cover of the Velvet Underground's I'm Set Free. Greg, I think in 2030 or 2040, if uh, people dig up this mixtape and listen, they will understand what 2016 was. Well, I tried to make some sense of it, and God knows I, I tried, and I don't know if I, may, <laughs> I made sense of it. 
But, it, you know, if you want to hear the whole playlist, go to soundopinions.org. That's where you're going to find it. And we want to hear what song defined the year for you, the listeners. Leave a message on our hotline at 888-859-1800 or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Greg, we have to wish all of our listeners a better 2017. It's been a great uh, 2016, uh, at least on the Sound Opinions camp, thanks to our ace team of producers, Brendan Banizak, Evan Chung, and Alex Claiborne. What do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we have an in-studio visit from the jazz artist Esperanza Spaulding. Ring on my phone. Ring on my phone. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So give us a call on our hotline, 888-859-1800. New messages. Hi, this is Adam calling from San Francisco, and I'm calling with uh, one of my best of the year. It has to be Metallica's Hardwired to Self-Destruct. I'm finding that critics in general are very snobby when it comes to Metallica, and so are uh, factions of the metal community. And they're held to pretty high standards, but I have to say, this album is almost a classic. really captures different facets of their career, both their pop rock mainstream leanings and their early thrash days, and I can't stop listening to it, and I encourage people to give it a chance and not just brush it off because it's Metallica. Thanks. Happy New Year. Hello, this is Greg from Joliet, Illinois, and uh, I just finished listening to this year's Christmas album, and you asked for uh, any additional obscure Christmas songs that we might know. And I'm not sure if anyone's really heard it, but I have this old uh, record that's a Snoopy Christmas, and it has these wonderful sort of intros to Snoopy versus the Red Baron, where they're doing these sort of fake news reports from World War One. And the third song is the... Uh, is the Christmas version of Snoopy vs. the Red Baron, which is really uh, interesting. The Baron then offered a holiday toast, and Snoopy, our hero, saluted his host. And then with a roar, they were both on their way, each knowing they'd meet on some other day. Christmas bells on Christmas bells. Hi, this is Anne from Philadelphia, and although I am a Jewish woman, I enjoy your Christmas show every year. And every year I expect to hear one of my favorite Christmas songs, and yet again this year it didn't play. 
I hope that you're aware of Harvey the Hippo, the Christmas Hippopotamus. I'm Harvey. He's Harvey. The Hippo. I turned on to this song, Harvey the Hippo, from a DJ in Philly, Harvey, who used to do Harvey in the morning. It was back in the 80s when I had just gotten engaged to my husband, whose name is Harvey. That's why I have a particular fondness for it. Thanks. Happy New Year. This is Rudy in Omaha, and I just want you to know you made a convert for the Metcons tonight. I'm going to check out the albums you suggested, and the current sounds great. So thank you. I wanted to say fall in love. I wanted to say fall in love with me. I wanted to say fall in love. It'll be all right. To share your opinions on Sound Opinions, call 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX. Oh, well, I guess it's...